You are listening to Just Another Sports Podcast, uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, everyone. Appreciate you tuning in. Greg Swatek and Josh Smith here with you on this holiday week. And uh, we'll talk about uh, things that we are thankful for, things we enjoy about the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, but Greg, will you, cook any, will you be cooking anything? Uh, I will help. Oh. And believe it or not, oh. believe it or not, I'm usually the one that carves the carves the turkey. Whoa. So yeah, that's a big responsibility. How it did is. that fall to you? Yeah. Well, I, I decided just to do it a couple of years ago, and because no one else really wants to do it, so I said, ah, I'll, I'll give it a shot." And you I, watch like a YouTube video? No, I, I I got a little instruction from my um, from my mother. And I uh, did a decent job, and, and not great. Uh, I'm not an expert tur- turkey carver by any touch of the imagination, but um, but the, the task often falls to me, and, and I've taken it upon myself to do it. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll help. I mean, there's enough stuff to do um, uh, during the day that, uh, that I'll be assisting. But as far as, like, um, mixing being, it up and being, bring the primary... Yeah chef in in the kitchen definitely not right so yeah because you're i think your cooking usually consists of putting something in a microwave correct correct (laughs) or 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 just cutting a piece of fruit or something like that so um yes the chef i am not it's not that i'm not i'm capable of doing it it's um on a on a basic level it's just that my ambition to do it is, is is low so uh, but yeah, Thanksgiving's great, and we'll, we'll talk about what we like about it. But um, first, Josh, uh, takeaways um, from the NFL weekend that we just saw, and um, my primary one is say what you want about their defense, but the New England Patriots aren't very good. I mean, they're not a great team. They're they're good, but but they are not a great elite to me Super Bowl level team. Um, uh, their pass defense is very good. Um, they don't beat themselves. They do all the intangible things, uh, that they've always done well under Bill Belichick, but, but their offense is really bad. I mean, outside of, uh, James White and Julian Edelman, Brady doesn't really have many playmakers that he could trust or, or, or really count on. Their offensive line has been shaky all year and their defense, the run defense is one of the worst in the league. So yeah, I don't see them winning a playoff playoff games, uh, you know, seventeen to ten, right? I mean, I just right. don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the last two weeks they've <laughs> scored, I think, uh, they've scored like thirteen, seventeen, and thirteen in the last two weeks, and it was enough to beat the Eagles, who are really struggling, and in the, in the Cowboys, who um, have the ingredients you need to beat the Patriots, which is, which is a defense. I mean, to beat the Patriots, you need a good, you need a running game and a good defense, and and you'd really have a real shot to beat them. The Cowboys have those things, but the Cowboys are a, a poorly coached team. So, um, I mean, Troy Aikman is pointing out things to them about their special teams before they even happen, and, and they barely are able to fall on kickoffs. The one example, of course, being where he said, man, they're kicking into the wind. The, the guy's the guy's pretty deep on the kick. You might want to move up, and sure enough, the kick is way short. The guy has to sprint forward to get to the ball, and, 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 and the Patriots almost – Recover the recover the kickoff. Does, so. Jerry, does Jerry offer Troy Aikman the job when he fires Jason? <laughs> Finally fires Jason. I, I, I'm I'm not sure. I, he might. He he might. But um, but but Troy, why why would you want to coach the no. Cowboys when you're making millions of dollars to sit in a TV booth with yeah. zero pressure, uh, yeah. a, a much cushier schedule? 
Um, just a much more f- family-friendly schedule. Uh, you can see why – I agree with you there. You can see why John Gruden came out of the booth because he is just a – he can't not right. be a he's coach. Up at like right? three, he's up at like 3 a.m. Right. Like so diagramming plays. It was just a matter of time and, and obviously – Many, many millions of dollars thrown at him over many, many years by the Raiders. But, yeah, you're right. Troy Hickman would never come out of the booth to, to be a coach. I mean, I, I don't know. The Patriots, we've said, you've, 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 you've harped on this. But, again, they're going to get a bye. Right. And, and I, then they're going to – and then they're, they could possibly win yeah. the next game that they play. Right. Be, well, the because AFC, they play good defense the, the, and they have Tom Brady. The AFC is largely yeah. garbage. I mean, outside of the Ravens and Patriots, I mean – Who's the next team in the AFC? I mean, Buffalo, who yeah. hasn't who hasn't played a great schedule. They're nine and three, oh, um, and then are the, are they the team? Kansas City, who doesn't have a great defense. They've been battling injuries all season long. It's got to be them. Um, I mean, just because of who they have uh, right. o- on the offensive side of the ball and their and their head coach, it's it's going to be them. You would right. Think. So can Kansas City, and, and that'll probably be the two three matchup. Yes. So can Kansas City go into New England? And, and and beat the Patriots and the, but the Patriots do have an excellent pass. If you have to throw on New England, you, you might you might really struggle because they get after the quarterback pretty well and they have excellent defensive backs and and they tackle. They don't miss tackles, so their pass defense is actually really good. So the, New England actually matches up pretty well with Kansas City, I, I think. And and the Chiefs have a bad defense that even the Patriots crappy offense might have a chance to score some points against i mean we're talking about all of this as if it matters greg what we just saw on the television in our office right Right. before we walked back here to record on monday night at halftime of the monday night football game leads me to this question why can't we just skip forward right now to the super bowl and have the ravens play the 49ers because that is really the matchup those are easily the two best teams and and you can't like, and I said. I think I said this to you earlier. You cannot convince me right now that the, that the Ravens are not going to be in the Super Bowl. I watched the first half of this game against the Rams. We have on the off. It's like they're playing a different game than everyone else in the entire league, and no one else is capable of playing that right. game with them. And and the fact that the AFC is largely garbage. Yeah, that, that helps. Like, who's going to beat them? Exactly. In the, in the, in the I, I think, um, like take New England for an example. I think like the top tier in the nfc we're talking like 49ers seahawks saints uh, packers even your even your vikings i i think they could all beat new england if, if they played in the super bowl i um, i agree with that if if, if, if if the team is new if new england somehow gets there i think they'd be in trouble against like any one of those nfc teams. i agree with that like in the nfc you might have 11 wins and barely be like your vikings are going to run into this Especially, they have a really tough schedule compared to the Packers. Right, They're not going to win the division. Exactly. Packers are going to win the division. Exactly. So your your boys are going to be contending with this. Like, how many wins do you need to get a wild card in the mm. NFC? Because the NFC is so much better uh, than, than the AFC. But speaking of the Ravens, you raised an interesting point about them. Like, like they're chanting MVP at this game for Lamar Jackson, and you raise a great point. Like, weren't these the same people that were like screaming for Joe Flacco at, at halftime uh, of, of the playoff game against the Chargers because because yeah. the Ravens were struggling exactly against the Chargers, well, I, and they did get back into that game by the way with Jackson. So. I just remember talking all of my friends, pre- predominantly all of my friends are Ravens fans because of where we right. live. Yeah, sure. And last year. They weren't Lamar Jackson fans. They were all like, "Wow, this is really great. This is 
fun while it lasts. Like, how far can he really take this team? I don't know. His playing style is iffy. Uh, and then they got in that playoff game. They're like, yeah, bench him. Put Flacco in the game because they need to be able to pass the ball. Well, I saw something on the internet the other day or on Facebook. It was someone, uh, uh, one of my Ravens friends, uh, posted. Uh, it was an image of a – uh, application for the Ravens bandwagon like right. oh now everybody wants to be a Ravens fan and I'm like gee everybody oh, that's a Ravens fan is suddenly like a huge Lamar Jackson backer and would probably say oh I knew it all along exactly I, right. I had I, I knew this was going to happen I knew he was going to develop when yeah right last year like less than a year you ago for Joe Flacco. you didn't you wanted him benched right ex- exactly and not only I, I got into it like an intense like text thread f- during that Ravens Chargers game saying you can't put Joe Flacco in. You're changing. Joe Flacco hasn't played in like three months. And I know it's like Jackson looks horrible and like you have to try anything to keep your season alive. But like the Ravens would have to completely change their offense to put Joe Flacco back in that yep. game. Yeah, they had and already, he, and, and the wheels were already in motion. Right. And he, ha- he, and he hadn't played in like a month. So you're going to tell me Joe Flacco, like Stone Cold, is going to walk into that game and start dicing. He, who knows? I mean, it's the NFL, but I don't but, know. But, well, but, what do we see of Joe Flacco? But my my friends were I mean, saying, "Oh, it's, it's, your season's on the line. You got to Jackson can't do it. You got to try something." I'm like, "No, you can't put Joe Flacco in in the game because you're change. You have to change your entire offense back to the Joe Flacco offense, which is not the Lamar Jackson offense." Yeah. So anyway, next week the Ravens are hosting San Francisco. Let's just make that the Super Bowl. Like, why why even go through the rest right. of the season? I mean, I'm serious. Right. Like that's the match everybody wants to see. We'll get to see it next week, and then hopefully we get to see it for all the marbles, you know, because those are the two best teams. Right. Yeah. Any any other uh, NFL take uh, takeaways that s- jump out at you? Um, I sat and watched some of that Seattle game uh, in Philadelphia, and it was just so predictable. You just knew like the Eagles have no they have no weapons. Uh, everybody's hurt. Um, but their defense was holding Russell Wilson sort of in check, but it was like, it doesn't matter. Like when, when the chips are down, when it's like the most important part of this game, like Russell Wilson's going to make the play and they're going to win the game. And sure, sure enough, like he made a few and got a little bit of a separation. The Eagles, and, the Eagles, that division, that whole NF, a, yeah. NFC East, Dallas isn't very good. Dallas has the pieces, but again, they're poorly coached. Philadelphia doesn't look yeah. very good. Wentz is really regressed or just – He's not become the guy that everyone expected him to be. And then the Giants and Redskins are both terrible. So that's a really weak division. Yeah, so, so I, I watched some of that just because I'm, I'm interested in what's in yeah, Seattle. I mean, because you, your team was on a bye. Yeah, so you so had a chance to like watch without having yeah. a real vested emotional interest in And, I'm, in, in of course, games, I'm, I'm right? rooting against Seattle because they're trailing the, the Niners in their division. They're going to be likely to be a wild card, um, and the Vikings are, are battling for wild cards. So then, of course, I switched over when that game was in hand, and I watched the end of the Saints-Panthers uh, yeah, game. I wanted to get into this because of the the – the, the Saints were victim of another yeah. pass, pass interference call. Yeah, uh, there was a play that was reviewed, uh, and uh, it was uh, it was Ron Rivera threw the flag because uh, Jarius Wright was coming across the field uh, in the red zone near the end zone um, near the goal line, and Jarius Wright's a wide receiver who's coming coming across the field, and a, and a linebacker I think hooked him, and they didn't throw a flag, and I think it I, I can't remember what down that was. The details are a little fuzzy, but. Ron Rivera threw the challenge flag and said that was pass interference. And everybody's like, no way this is going to get called, right? They're not going to – they haven't been calling these all year. Uh, and it's in New Orleans. It's the exact – it's precisely the play that, you know, was brought – this whole rule was was brought in for. And 
damned if they didn't overturn it and call it defensive pass interference, and they gave Carolina a first and goal. And, of course, it didn't work out because their bum kicker, whoever this kid was, ended up missing a gimme chip shot 25-yarder Did that give you nightmares of the Blair oh, Walsh yeah, of course. Miss, miss against the Seahawks in the playoffs? I think in my yeah. head, because, right. of course, I'm always rooting against the Saints. I'm, I'm, I'm right. the biggest anti-Saints fan you'll find. And uh, I just was like, this kid's going to miss the field goal. And he missed it, and then, you know, what do you know? Drew Brees drives him down the field and wins the game. Right. Um, so that was that was an interesting. The Blair Walsh kick doesn't that that miss doesn't compare to the Gary Anderson. No way. Moment. Just because no. there were so many. Because no. I mean, the Vikings were a playoff team that year, but but yeah. they didn't have the same. They were expe- flawed. They didn't have the same expectations as that that awesome. They had not ninety eight. Right. Team they had, closed yeah. the season in twenty fifteen really strong. They had Adrian Peterson going gangbusters, and Teddy was a Teddy Bridgewater was a clutch quarterback. But they weren't, and they got that game at home. And that was a home wild card game and, and like, freezing and like, cold. And like, minus five degree weather but and they should have won the game but they you know they weren't going to win the super bowl that year they weren't even going to get to the super bowl that year so i mean it hurt because it was just so pathetic and it was just another dagger in your heart as a fan of that team but it wasn't it was doesn't even hold a candle to what happened to that gary anderson year well the league office has clearly communicated something to its officials because in the browns dolphins game in the final two minutes of the first half there was a pass from Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, to Odell Beckham, and and it was borderline pass interference. It was there was no flag on the play. The Browns offensive or defensive uh, pass defensive pass interference against uh, OBJ. The Browns couldn't challenge it, of course, because it's in two, right. within two minutes of the half. The officials stopped the game. The Browns were about to run another play. The officials stopped the game and initiated a review of the pass interference. This is a booth review of the pass interference. They looked at it. And unbelievably, they overturned the call wow. to pass interference. So that play and that Saints play that you yeah. just described makes me think that after that DeAndre Hopkins fiasco that was all over Twitter throughout the week and everyone was talking about with the, with Marlon Humphrey and yep. the Ravens, like the league office, I think probably sent a memo out or said something to their officials right. saying, "Hey, we got we got to balance this. Like we're not overturning anything when it comes to pass interference, and we're reviewing things that are obviously pass interference and staying with the call of no pass interference." So, so that that booth overturn of pass interference and that Saints Panthers example makes me think that the NFL said something uh, uh, to the refs. And this is this is so up and down and back and forth all season long. I just can't, you know. And I was a proponent of this rule. But man, it's a disaster. I just can't wait for it to just go away. Next I, year. I, 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 I don't think they'll bring it back no. just because there's been so many issues and so few um, uh, pass interference overturns or anything like that. So now I wonder if it's going to go so far in the other direction that they're going to have to make another correction to like, are, are they going to get obsessive with like overturning pass interference right. calls or, or <laughs> right. calling things that weren't flagged initially looking at this stuff? So exactly. Will it be too much of an over overcorrection? So. Uh, my bad look of the week. I, I I really don't want to beat up on Dwayne Haskins for this because, uh, but, yeah. because it, but he's a, he's a broke. He's a, he's excited about his first I don't win. Know. You, could, you could beat up but, on him. About um, this. But the the Redskins beat the Lions. It's their second win of the season. Uh, Haskins, a rookie quarterback, gets his first NFL win. But of course, he's not out there to take the the final snap because he's busy taking selfies with with fans. So. 
Yeah, and he's using his he's holding the holding a phone up with his in, probably with his injured wrist. I guess he said after the game he was inaccurate because he has an injured wrist. Right. Yeah, so, he was it was healthy enough for him to go over and hold a phone and take a selfie right. with. So some people. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is taking selfies, but he's not taking snaps right. uh, for, for the Redskins. So it's like there's there's all you could take selfies all day. You could stay at the stadium for hours after the game, take selfies with every fan if you wanted to. You got all day to take selfies after the game, but just let the game end before before you begin your celebration he's a young kid it's it's not a huge deal the redskins are terrible it's not affecting their season at all but yeah but um, like well he's like he's openly celebrating a game in which he played pretty poorly and they won yeah without a special team they don't win that game right and and the lions sort of gifted the lions are bad and sort of gifted them some situations so so just let let the so like it's, it's a good lesson learned for him just Finish the game before you begin yeah. yourself. It's, it's, it's like starting guys that start to celebrate. Leon Lett, the, the famous example, like cross the goal line before you, before you start dropping the ball or, or, or beginning your celebration. Yeah. So. My takeaway from that game was I was happy because I don't want the Redskins to get the number one pick. Why? Because they don't deserve Joe Burrow. They don't. Right. That organization does not deserve Joe Burrow. Right. Not only that, but I don't feel like listening to and reading about the slobber that's going to be coming out of the Washington Post every day when they draft Joe Burrow. Uh, all, if they all, draft all, Joe all the, Burrow, all the fan reaction. Yeah, to the, I, the drafting that's of Joe a, Burrow. Yeah, I, I, I do not want to see that. But again, the organization is just—it's a—it's a mess. It's a garbage. It's a dumpster well, fire. You know. The like, good news so, is the Bengals are winless, and yeah. and they would yes. jump all over Joe Burrow, who's an Ohio kid. Who I think grew up rooting for the Bengals or something. So, um, yeah. so that is a lock. As long as the Redskins finish ahead of the Bengals, they're not going to get Joe yeah. Burrow. So I don't have a bad look. I have a good look, and the good look is uh, a young man who I'd never heard of. And I was uh, I was watching college football on Saturday night while I was working. Right. Uh, and I turned on the Oregon Arizona State game and saw this kid named Jaden Daniels play quarterback for Arizona State. Um, scrawny, skinny. Quarterback prospect, f- true. I think he's a true freshman. Plays for Herm, Herm Edwards is the head coach there um, for Arizona State. This kid was chucking it downfield like crazy. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. He was um, he was like I said, he's a really slight kid. He looked like he you know he looks like a kid, but he throws a great deep ball and he was hitting passes and like using pump fakes. And Oregon and, was number six in the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, and they pulled off uh, they pulled off an upset. And um, I think there's like six and five or something. Arizona State's a kind of a middling team that right. made, that made them bowl eligible. Yeah, or something. and Oregon was uh, trying to make right. the playoff. And right, they were in the playoff discussion until they lost that game. So, so this kid is a, it's it's a name to remember. He's a freshman. Um, you got to figure he's going to grow a little bit. He's going to get a little bigger, right. and uh, you know, maybe he's maybe he's a name to watch. I, don't, I didn't know anything about him before I was watching it, but um, before I turned that game on, and he seemed like you know he has good personality. He was having fun out there, um, so that was cool to see. I, didn't, I also didn't know Marvin Lewis is an assistant coach. I, 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 I didn't either I, until I because I, I I caught some of that game too, and yeah. I saw Marvin Lewis on the sideline. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, he and Herm are friends. Yeah, that's so. Cool. Um, I watched most of the Penn State Ohio State game, and Ohio State's really good, but I'm not sure that they're better than LSU, and I'm not sure that they're better than Clemson. So all, all the Fox people were saying this is the best team in the country. I know. They, they, I, they, they, I, they were jumping all over Ohio. They they were jumping on the Ohio State bandwagon in a big game, and I just they haven't really played a very tough schedule. Like Penn State was far and away the best team that yeah. they played, and and they handled Penn State, but but 
it became a ball game in, in, in the second half with the Ohio State mistakes and stuff like that. So uh, Chase Young is a really great defensive player. So Ohio State's really good. They they deserve to be in the playoffs, but I'm I'm not sure that they're the best team overall. Yeah, and I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I wasn't overly impressed with them, and I was shocked at how effusive the Fox people were being about at Ohio State as well. And I'm sure they'll, and, they'll be in the playoff. And, but. And, and they play Michigan this week, and, yeah. and, and they'll be favored to win. But it, the game's at Michigan's playing a lot better, and the game's at Michigan. So so it wouldn't be totally shocking to see an upset there. Except, so. except Jim Harbaugh has never beaten Ohio State, right? Uh, correct. So I, I, right. would, I would be surprised. And Jim Harbaugh hasn't been the greatest coach in big games uh, right. either. So um uh the boat um i <laughs> i'm gonna throw uh brown's coach freddie kitchens on the on the boat this week because would you believe <laughs> would you believe it's your, that, you're, it's, you always have something browns related yeah the, the, normally they're my bad look but yeah. but i'm sick and tired of freddie kitchens in in this the running back they coach won, who, you're throwing your coach on who the, won't run the ball the yeah because would you believe the Browns with a double-digit lead, under five minutes of play, the game's over. They just picked um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Miami quarterback. Would you believe that the Browns threw an interception in in that scenario? That's it. That is idiotic. I mean, any coach in America, any high school coach would know you run the ball there. You get the right, ball you just, there. You're you just, winning the game. You just the game is kill, over. Kill the clock. Win the game. The game. The, the game is. The game is decided. It's over. Any Pop Warner coach would right, know that. Right. So and and they threw an interception, uh, up double digits with under five minutes to play. It's, it, this is every week, and, and and he was got way too pass happy again. They, they were up twenty eight nothing at halftime. It was twenty eight to three. Uh, Miami got back into the game because they were passing so much and stopping the clock with every incompletion. It's just it's just. <laughs> That, that that kind of stuff is going to get you beat when when you, when you play a better team, and it makes no so. sense because of who they have personnel wise in the backfield. Now I don't know, maybe their offensive line isn't a very good run blocking team. No, but the, like, well, pass blocking they're terrible, but run blocking they're okay. And they have Hunt, who is like a, he's like a, he's so healthy and ready to roll. Like right. you got to figure, let's put him in there in the fourth quarter and just grind it. Yeah, out. They have, and that's the other thing. They have two of the best running backs in the league, and they're still insisting on on this pa- pass just chucking the ball at all it's like yeah. they're trying to get style points that don't even exist or no one even cares about so so brown's coach uh, freddie kitchens uh, goes on to the boat uh, uh this right. week because i'm i mean the funny thing is if, if they like went out somehow because their schedule's not that yeah. tough and go 10 and 6 like he's going to be back like um he, all, even all, all his questionable decision stuff he'll be back if, if they th- this game against pittsburgh is is the big game but you uh, don't think the who's the guy in the front office now uh, John Dorsey. You don't think he he would even if they won ten games and made it to the playoffs, he wouldn't see through uh, the mistakes. He seems like a pretty sharp dude. He, he is, and, and I'm sure he doesn't like what he sees. But at the same time, do you fire a coach that won ten games and got yeah. into the playoffs? It, it, it would be a t- it would be a tough call, uh, I think. So, mm. all right. Well, my boat uh, uh, segment here is going to the Philadelphia Eagles defense, and this is a kind of just a stupid thing. Um, I was watching that that Eagles Seahawks game, and I think it was the fourth quarter. And lo and behold, Russell Wilson threw an interception. I think it was, which is crazy because that never happens. And there, the Eagles were losing by fourteen points. Their offense had done jack squat the whole day, and they get the pick, and they run like the entire defensive unit runs all the way down the field into the end zone to preen and pose. You know how the group they do those group things yeah, where they, the cel- you know, they the get turnovers. Sure, yeah, like. You're losing the game. 
by two touchdowns, idiots, right. in the fourth quarter. Right. Go to the sideline. Right. Like, get your offense onto the field and maybe try to you know root them on yeah. to short, score so much. What are you doing? Right. It's a sort of a it's sort of similar to what Haskins was doing. It's like why is he going and celebrating in the stands after he played poorly in you know a bar- in, in a game they barely won? Yeah, in the Browns who were a two and six team at the time they score an opening drive touchdown against the Bills. And Jarvis Landry gets called for taunting, <laughs> uh, at, at celebrating the time. It's like, dude, you're two and six right yeah. now. It's and, and that penalty backed them up, and of course they missed yeah. the extra point. I mean, so. I know the NFL over these last couple of years has gotten pretty lenient with like the celebrations and stuff. Right. That's fine if you're in the end zone after a touchdown. To me, do something cool and creative and fun as a group. That's great. But when you get a turnover, I don't need to see the entire. 11-man defensive unit run halfway down the field to the end zone so they can celebrate. I just normally stuff like that doesn't bother me. I just think it's fun and it's right. some, but that was just a little like dude, yeah. what do you like have some have some uh, where with some what's what's the word I'm looking for? Some perspective on what's going right. on in the game. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah, know who you are and know yeah. know the situation. Know the situation. Act like you've been there before all all, all, all that, that stuff. stuff, yeah. Um oh, I I did want to get into this a little bit. Like over the weekend the NBA, there was a NBA news story that was circulating about how they drastically want yeah. to change the format of their season. Um and it involved shortening the regular season only slightly. This, the, the, of course it's 82 games right now. It would it would switch to 78. 78 games so they'd chop four games off. And that doesn't seem like a lot but to these greedy owners who want every want to milk every last penny out of people like for losing four games is substantial to them so what do they do to compensate for the uh for the lost revenue well a, cu- a couple of these things uh proposals were goofy to me the one proposal that i did like was um reseeding the teams without regard to the conference like these are the best four teams record wise. It doesn't matter what conference they're in. We're going to, we're going to see them according to record, not according to conference. I, I did like that, Yeah, I'm on board with that. but, but they proposed some in season tournament, which doesn't, I, make don't, any I didn't sa- get that. I don't get it sense. at all. Like, it seems like they want to do the playoffs before the, it's like a playoff tournament before the playoffs. What's, what are they? I don't. I, I didn't understand this from what I read. Like, what? Are, what are you playing for in that tournament? I don't yeah, get it. It's just like bragging rights, essentially. To say you won the mid-season tournament, right? I, well, there, there's overseas European soccer leagues that do this, I guess, where they pause their season to have some tournament or whatever. But, um, but the in-season tournament made no sense to me. It's like, what's the point of it? Like, if you win the tournament, who cares? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that didn't make sense to me was they want to do like some play-in thing to the playoffs with, with the with the bottom teams in each conference would they, they'd like play i forget if it was a game or a series but like you're playing your way into the playoffs but i didn't like Those that either long in the playoffs right because we don't need to see like matchups of like terrible teams we've, we've been through a 78 right. game season we know those teams suck right so we don't need to see them play again <laughs> like to get a, a, the lowest playoff yeah. seed so I, I like the reseed. I like the reseeding of the playoffs, but the other proposals seem really yeah. goofy to me. Here's so. what I like: I like that Adam Silver is open to this stuff. Yeah, he's he, he's yeah. progressive. Right, he's ready to make open minded. Right, you know. So I like that. Um, I, I think baseball is sort of moving in that direction too, with some of the things Manfred wants to do. Um, why not? You know, change it up. But uh, I. I didn't like 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 you're saying. I understand why they're just going to cut four games from the regular season schedule because it's all about money. And but man, do you remember that year that there was a lockout and they settled their dispute at the players and the owners, and they came back and the season was like 50 games. It was perfect. Yeah, 
Like the season is incredibly long. It's too long. These guys travel all over the place. Uh, they don't get days off. There's hardly any practice. Like I know they're the best athletes in the world. And they probably really don't need that much practice. But honestly, you don't need 82 games in that in that league. Right. And I always thought that even if you wanted to keep the schedule the same, like make Christmas like. When yeah. people really start thinking about the NBA and stuff and, and the NFL season is winding down, start the season around Christmas and then play into uh, like the season ends right now in June. Like you could play into July and August with, yeah, because, and, and no one would, no one would right, care. Cause no one that, that's ba- mid middle, middle of the, the summer. Only, the baseball. only thing you're competing against is mid season baseball. It's not really that important. Right. So, so push the season back a little bit. Started at Christmas when everyone's starting to think about the NBA, uh, and then just end your season in like July or August, and then, um, and then by the time the NBA season ends, it's time for football and stuff. So I, I think it would work better if they pushed the schedule back a little bit and just keep keep it. At, keep, the eighty two games is fine. It's just when those eighty two games are happening in terms of the calendar. So agreed. Yeah. Uh, scene or to be seen. Now uh, you have you have a great one for this. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, it just happened, uh, and it's really not a scene. It was sort of like a. Event, heard or, yeah, or uh, yeah. Hap- a happening no it's an it's a neat event yeah so uh just recently the last couple of weeks here at the news post um john cannon sports reporter john cannon did a, a nice tribute article about uh former frederick uh olympian uh track uh track star debbie thompson brown the only known native only frederick native, county yes. athlete to compete in the olympics correct um she was a sprinter and uh, she passed away. So John did a tribute story about her. It was very well received. She was a she's like she's like uh, royalty in Frederick County. Uh, that's a word we th- you know throw we don't throw that around lightly. I mean, she really was. Was there? I mean, is there a better female athlete than Debbie Thompson Brown? Uh, she's in, in, I, in the history of Frederick. Yeah, County. Yeah, I, I mean, she's at the top. Of she's the on list. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, she's right. on the Frederick County Mount Rushmore right. of athletes. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Foreman, Debbie Thompson Brown, Jack Griffin, and and who, who who would the fourth Jack was be? a coach. I don't know that he would be up there, but I, I mean, I don't have yeah, have no, the no list, I, yeah, I know she's she's on it. Um, so anyway, we wrote this great story. Um, you know, obviously it's it's out on the internet. It, we put it out on social media channels. You just never know who's going to hear you know or read these stories. So um, yesterday, I was at home and I checked my wait my email. And there's a voicemail, and it's from <clears throat> this really nice lady who knew Debbie and ran track with Debbie and was at the 1964 Tokyo Olympics with Debbie. She was also a sprinter. She was a hurdler in the 64 Tokyo Olympics. And she said that she read the story and that, um, you know, she really hadn't seen Debbie or um, Tammy Davis, who was another uh, Olympian. She was on the Olympic team. I think she was an alternate that year. She was also a Frederick High School um, sprinter. And she said, I haven't seen, you know, Debbie and Tammy in 50 years. I haven't talked to them. I just heard about Debbie passing. I wanted to get in touch with her um, family or with Tammy to express my condolences and, you know, send some flowers or whatever. Please call me back. So I came to the office. She left a voicemail for me, even though I didn't write the story. I came to the office and called this lady back. And it's just so funny. And I think I even wrote this on – I put this on on Twitter after it happened. You just – weird things happen in this business. um, And – and you end up talking to you end up talking to people that you would you never think you'd be talking to. So I, I I said sometimes weird things happen in this business of journalism, and you get a voicemail from a reader in California. You call her back, and suddenly you're talking to Barry Bonds' incredibly sweet aunt. Yeah, Barry Bonds. Her name aunt. is Rosie Bonds. She is Bobby Bonds' sister, and she is Barry Bonds' aunt. 
And, and she's a, she looked just like Barry and yeah. Bobby. Like, the, the striking resemblance. Yeah. And so I spent 20 minutes on the phone just chit-chatting with her about Debbie and about things that she experienced, uh, Rosie experienced in the 64 games, and just, uh, just a mishmash of other things that she was topics she was bringing up and i said you know you should probably i said she was telling me all these things about her life and things that she went through and remembers and i'm like you should find a writer out in california and sit down and and write she's like i want to write a book she said you're right when my grand when my mother passed i said i was going to write a book about all these things i experienced um because i didn't want my mom to know some of these things about her nephew alone with nothing to do with her life right but i'm sure she's led a pretty, pretty interesting life too oh know? yeah absolutely so i i did i googled her and found some stories um that were that have been written about her and uh it was just really odd like talking to suddenly you're on the phone with someone who's uh, a relative of maybe the greatest baseball player of all time and she's asking me about a story that you know we wrote about someone she knew so um pretty cool it was a neat moment yeah well one of the things i always remember my journalism teacher telling me is you never know who's going to read your stories. I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, you, you, you'd be shocked that people come across these stories somehow, or it, it gets to them somehow. And you just never yeah. know, like you say, who you're going to be talking to, who's going to read your story, who might, um, uh, give you some feedback. I mean, we, uh, yeah. we, there's tons of examples out there and it's just amazing that somehow word trickled back to Rosie bonds that, that we had a story in our paper about, her uh, long de- lost friend, right, Debbie Thompson Brown, right, and 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 she found it. And not only that, she was kind enough to to reach out to oh, you. Oh, she too. was incredibly, yeah. she was incredibly where complimentary. Is she out in California, yeah, or? Riverside, I guess, is where they're from. I think I think that's where she still lives. But uh, she was like incredibly complimentary about you know the story itself and how you know it was good of us to to tell this story. And I, and I said, listen, I was like, we've written a lot about Debbie over the years. I said she's royalty here. You know, everyone knew her and loved her. Um, you know, we were doing, you know, what we were supposed to do and writing a tribute about her. Um, but anyway, it's not like she would have read any of those stories we did. She just right. happened to happened upon this one because probably one of her and you old track, track friends, face, Facebook or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Probably one of her old track friends posted it on, on Facebook or something or emailed it to her or told her, Hey, you know, I, I read this story and found out that but she thought she thought enough to reach out to you, yeah. uh, to reach out to us. Yeah. So, so I mean, you, and we, and we don't hear from people like that most of the right. time. Most of the time we hear from people who want to tell us we're idiots. So, right. Exactly. And she did say if you wanted Barry Bonds' autograph, she could yeah, she said, maybe, maybe set she that said up. That. So. She said she would do that. But, uh, you know, whatever. Incredibly nice lady. Yeah. Uh, my uh, scene or to-be scene is going to be a to-be scene. And it's a couple of uh, what should be NFL heavyweight fights uh, uh, this week. Uh, the first is the Ravens 49ers game, which would be great. And that matchup of Lamar Jackson, uh, who's gotten the Ravens another touchdown uh, here in the second half, as we as we record, is thirty five. It's thirty five six Ravens at the Rams, a road game, um, at a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. The Ravens are smashing. They don't look. They don't right. look good at all. Right. Yeah. Jared Goff is and Mitchell Trubisky are going to be sharing stories um, pretty soon. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Forty ers defense for my money is the best defense in the league because the Patriots really are have a liability with, with their defense, which is stopping the run. Um, so the 49ers with that pass rush and, and four defensive line uh, against Lamar Jackson, I, I think that's going to be a fascinating matchup. And in the 49ers offense with Kyle Shanahan, it's a, it's a really smart, is it, great. It's, it's really smart, good offense with uh, Kittle, the tight end and, uh, 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 Coleman, uh, the, the running back. I mean, they have some real players on offense, and Garoppolo is a decent quarterback. 
I don't know if he's great, but but he's he, he's pretty good. Um, so that Ravens 49ers matchup, yeah. the Super Bowl preview, I'm looking forward to that. I, the, what's not getting uh, much attention, and, and it's shocking to say this, is the Ravens defense. Like right. we talked a little bit about it with with Jonas Schaefer last week, but yeah, um, since the Marcus Peters yeah. edition, that that defense has gone to another level. And there, so. there, these those two defenses together, like the Niners and Ravens, you won't find more physical defenses probably in the league. And imagine if the Ravens still had uh, Zendarius Smith on their defense, who they yeah. lost in free agency to, to, and is now with the Green Bay Packers. So and has like twelve sacks, right? He's, he's sacks one of the he might be the best player on the Packers defense. So imagine if he was still on the on the Ravens defense. Um, so that Forty ers Ravens. Um, game is, is obviously a, a must-see for a, NFL fans. And then the other heavyweight fight should be between the Steelers and the Browns, who who play uh, just yeah. uh, really two weeks after after their yeah. fiasco, uh, their endgame fiasco two weeks ago. And funny enough that neither Miles Garrett nor Mason Rudolph will probably be on the field for that because Mason Rudolph was benched by the, by the Steelers over the weekend. He's so. really not very good. No, he's not. So, like, I think what I which makes the whole situation more like for Miles Garrett. Like, why are you letting this guy, yeah. drag ruin your season? Like, it makes the whole thing even more ridiculous. So, uh, but neither one's going to be on the field. Garrett or Rudolph, the two principal players in this uh, in this melee that happened at the end of this game. But um, I'm curious to see how the teams handle it. How how sort of the the atmosphere in the stadium. What, what what's that like? It should be pretty charged. The Browns Steelers rivalry has been dead for for so long because the Browns have been so terrible for so long. I don't think they've won in Pittsburgh since <laughs> since again 2002, which is again ridiculous considering they play in they, considering they play in Pittsburgh every single was year. Was that Jeff Garcia? Did we go over this one other time? It, was I, I think, I, it might have been uh, it might have been Tim Couch um, no. that, that beat them. Yeah, in too. Well, come to think of it, you might be right. He was drafted in '99. Yeah. So. I think Tim Couch, it was like a Sunday night game in Pittsburgh, and I think Tim Couch led him to a win there. I think that was Tim Couch's one win as the Browns quarterback. <laughs> he didn't have many more <laughs> than that. Um, but Where considering, is he now? Where is Tim uh, Couch now? Uh, that's a good question. I, we would have to look him up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they play in Pittsburgh every year, and they haven't won there in, in almost 20 years, which is ridiculous. So They're going to win this um, you you would think, but but Devlin Hodges has a he already has a win because they went to L.A. He's a plucky little player, Duck they call him, not not Dan McLean of Brunswick, but yeah. but but Duck Duck Hodges. Yeah. So, um, they somehow went to L.A. and beat the Chargers handily in a Sunday night game. But um, it's the Browns. They could lose. They could lose any game they play, as they've shown, uh, demonstrated uh, repeatedly over the years. Were but, you were you shocked that I, I keep using that word shocked in this episode? But you weren't shocked that they didn't piss away this game against the Dolphins, did you? Uh, no. Well, just because they were up by four touchdowns at halftime, I'm like, not even the Browns could. Right. They they were trying you to get nervous. They, they, well, I mean, Freddie's Freddie's passing when they should have been running was driving me nuts, and and the Dolphins did get. I think they closed it to twenty eight. I want to say it was twenty eight seventeen, so they got within eleven points. Yeah, um, but but then the Browns kicked a field goal and then got another touchdown. So it never got into like really scary territory. But um, but they were Freddie was trying to help the Dolphins out by with his play calling. So oh, I wanted to bring up we didn't do a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the week after I lost money. Oh yes, yes, I lost <laughs> my first bet. 
against the Vikings. Right. Because remember, they played in primetime against Dallas, and I was it was in Dallas. Dallas was a winning record. Right. I was like, slam dunk, the Vikings will lose this game. They always drop a turd in right. front of the country, which they're probably getting ready to do again on Monday night yeah, at I mean, Seattle. To be, to be fair to you, this was a season-long project. This was not just like a one-game one thing. So so you still could be very right about this yeah, and, 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 and richer should, as a result. Should I bet against them this week? Who, I, who do they, they have? They're at Seattle on Monday night. Ooh man, yeah. I got to see the Russell, line. Russell Wilson against that. And it's going to be. A, they're going to be three. They're going to be favored by field goal. Probably Seattle will be. And and you say, I mean, I don't watch them. I haven't seen Their very. Much, I haven't seen very much. Vi- I haven't seen very much Vikings football this year. But but you say they can't defend the pass. So how are they going to stop uh, God's I, quarterback, Russell Wilson? Yeah. So <laughs> the only way that they could possibly win this game is if they run the hell out of the ball with Dalvin Cook and they just don't let Russell have the ball. Yeah, I and saw, they I, score every time they. I have saw it. there's a feature on him in uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, oh, yeah. da- uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I, I just got my magazine today oh, with, I, with I Joe Burrow. My- with Joe Burrow on the cover, I was surprised to see it because it showed up on a Monday. And I guess nice. the, I guess the holiday maybe pushed it up or whatever. Um, but but there is a feature that I obviously haven't read yet because I just grabbed the magazine Great, I'm on, on Dalvin Cook. So well, I mean, I just. I got to see what the line is. I, I'm seriously thinking about putting money. I would put. I would put twenty. I would, I would put the twenty. Yeah. Law, I would try. And, I would try to win it back. Yeah, because you're not. You're not going to beat Russell Wilson no. in, in that situation, especially if you can't defend the pass. They played so. him last year. They played him last year in primetime in Seattle, and just Cousins was p- pitiful, and they lost the, handily. This, Cousins is due for a really Cousins esque big game performance. He is, but that. Again, that scheme is just tailored to him. He it's a Shanahan offense. It's the same thing. It's the same exact offense that Garoppolo is running in San Francisco. But Cousins has better weapons, and Thielen's coming back, so Thielen right. will be back. Um, so that that helps. That insulates him. But it's still a lot to ask of him to win that game. Yeah, I see a couple. I see a couple picks coming from Cousins this game. Yeah. Wilson will make the plays. I mean the. Seattle just went to San Francisco and won yeah. uh, a week a week or so ago. Um, yeah, they ma- should have lost that game. Yeah, right. They should have lost that game, but of Three course times. they didn't. Right, exactly. So God, um, God was watching that night, right? His Ray, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis is God's linebacker, and Russell Wilson is God's quarterback. So um, truth. But before we go, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, just, we just what what do you enjoy about the day, and what are you most thankful for? Uh, yeah, it's my favorite holiday. Just because there's really, aside from preparing food and eating, that that's it. I, yeah, I love the that. That's what I was gonna say. I love the low key nature of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So there's, there's really nothing that you have to get anyone, buy anyone, do anything. Yeah. Other than make food. I mean. Um, so I usually now this year we're not traveling. Uh, so our, our plans got changed. We're gonna be at home. And where were you gonna go? We were gonna go to uh, my brother-in-law's and. Um, uh, that got changed. He's he's coming up to us, and uh, so that now means I'm available to potentially play in the neighborhood turkey bowl. Nice, but I don't think I'm gonna do it. Dan, Dan the man's putting yeah. this together. Yeah, no, he's not. It's somebody else. But it's gotten to be like I st- I wanted to start this tradition, and then our our my Thanksgiving tradition changed where we ended up leaving very early in the morning, so I couldn't even participate in this game. But the first year I played in it, I injured myself terribly, like in five different ways. Did you so, like? hurt your finger my finger was messed up and it still is um 
So I don't even I don't think I'm going out there, man. Not only that, but like it's gotten huge. Do do the kids play too? I think kids can game? play. Yeah. If like if if they're if, like, if well, they're big L- enough or LJ be enough. out no. there running around. No, it's not like that. But uh I think some kids would play. I think there's probably just too many too many people involved and I think instead I'm gonna get up and I think I'm gonna like crack my first beer open at like ten thirty AM instead. Nice. I don't think I'm gonna be outside running. Will the, you be cooking it all on Thanksgiving? Uh yeah, I'll help my wife with some things. She's the boss in in that regard, though. She'll just basically tell me what I can help with, and I'll help with a couple of dishes. But I am making uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, my son and I are going to make a pumpkin pie. So, nice. I love um, pumpkin pie. Yeah. So we uh, he's excited about that, and I found a, a recipe. I think it's like an apple butter pumpkin pie or something. Nice. We've had it before, and uh, so that's something we can do no, the, that, night, that, the night that, before. That counts. That counts as cooking. I mean, you're, yeah. you're contributing to the meal in a significant way. So yeah, but I'm more interested in just drinking beer all day and yeah. not feeling bad about it right and just uh how, how many people will be showing up at the just, smith household it's, household? it's just going to be uh four so it'll be a very small okay, gathering. N- nice yeah. so uh uh finney and uh his, his wife yeah or, yeah, yeah. nice yeah. so my brother-in-law will be uh will be there and we'll just uh have a very low-key day that's cool how about you you're going you're going to mom and dad's yeah um yeah my aunt and uncle who just moved from florida to pittsburgh they're they're making the drive over uh, too so and, and I, I don't know if we'll i don't know if my brother and his girlfriend will will stop in or not I, th- I think he'll be down with with her family so and my sister and her family will be uh out in colorado, colorado and yeah. so um, so yeah, we'll have, we'll have a nice small group. Uh, I'll probably st- stop by Wayne Carter. Um, he, he's invited me over, so I'll probably swing, swing by his house uh, for some time. But, um, yeah, yeah he, uh, does he live near, near there? Uh, he lives in Parkville. Okay. So he's, he's about 20 minutes from, from where my parents are. So well, that's p- good, man. You'll p- have 15, a nice so. family and friends, uh, right. celebration and right. lots of food. Yeah, and- yeah. I've been, I've been invited to the, the, the Carter's house for Thanksgiving. I said, ah, I might. Uh, I'll, I'll stop by, but we have some family stuff going on. So, yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I just like the low key nature of the day. Uh, fo- football's on, so like, can't, I can't quibble with that. Of course, hope they're good um, games. You know, yeah, yeah. We have what do we have? The Bears and Lions and the Bills and Cowboys could be an interesting game because yeah. Buffalo is good has a good record. I don't know if they're any good because their schedule hasn't been that tough, but they have a good record. And then the Saints and Falcons and the and the Falcons just. They beat the beat Saints a badly a couple weeks ago. So um so I just I just like the low key nature of the day, the good food and and what I'm most thankful for, I'm just thankful for um friends, family, uh work, working with you guys and doing a job that I that I really enjoy doing. So um so all that stuff. So it's just I a, second that. It's just a great day. So happy Thanksgiving everyone and thanks for listening. Uh this is just another sports podcast. <laughs>